ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And as I mentioned last time, Father Dickinson uh, is busy on his 30-day silent retreat. He's directing. He's a director for a silent retreat. Uh, if, if you listened to the podcast for Ignition um, in, in last week's episode, we talked about retreats and what they are and how they are like and unlike vacations and so on. So you can listen to that, but that's not what we're talking about today. Instead, I have um, one of our, uh, it's a blast from the past, one of my quote-unquote illustrious guest co-hosts Kevin Miles is here. Hi, Kevin. Uh, hello there, Chris. Kevin, uh, no longer, unfortunately, for some of us. Uh, fortunately for others. Fortunately maybe. for others. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> Kevin used to work for worked for the diocese in ministry for twenty four years. Twenty four years. Newman Center work down in Vermilion. Yep. Vocation works and uh, stewardship annual appeals. CFSA. CFSA. Um, uh, communications. I worked 24 years. You get a youth ministry. Yeah. You, know, you can go search tech. <laughs> you can go through the whole Down gamut. the line. Yeah. Uh, a longtime veteran. Um, working Worked for the diocese almost as long as I've been alive. Well, maybe not. <laughs> That's cruel. Well, maybe not. Almost half my life. Almost. There you go. So, but Kevin's back today uh, to, to as I said, guest co-host with me. Um, and, and we're going to talk about an article that actually... Kevin, you came across online. I'm just going to give the title, and 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 um, if you haven't seen this, if, if you're somebody who's not on the quote-unquote social media, Facebook and that sort of thing, um, you can still find this online. Um, actually, the, the link that Kevin gave is just to a, a website. So the, the title of this article that we're going to be talking about today is How to Become an Annoying Catholic in Eight Easy Steps. This is a topic near and dear, I know, to Kevin's heart. He's a master. He's going to be able to explain in depth. <laughs> I'm a master at annoying. At annoying, <laughs> but but if you if, if you uh, just go to a search engine like Google.com and type that in, the author is Emily Stimson, S uh, T I M P S O N. Emily writes for a number of Catholic periodicals, our Sunday OSV Weekly, um, and CatholicVote.org, which is where this article was originally published. A number of uh, different periodicals she writes for, um, and this is one of them. Uh, this is one of her articles. So, uh, Kevin, how did you come across this? Well, you know, social media is probably one of the most craziest uh, areas of my life because <laughs> you, we've got I've gotten into it so terribly. I left the diocese Sioux Falls, and I, it, my iPhone became my second hand of communicating to my mom and dad. Yep. You know, and they'd always say, my dad would always say, well, let us know if you're alive and just put something on Facebook. So I got to the point that I would post so, on Facebook and look at news feeds and they've gotten addicted. Your parents are on Facebook? Yeah, 86 and 82. Wow. Years old, your parents. Years old. Yep. They're 86 yep. and 82 and they're Facebook junkies. There we go. Except don't say anything wrong. Dad will unfriend you faster than you can believe. <laughs> we, we won't get into what sort of wrong things your dad would be talking about. Yeah, we won't get into that. Yeah, we'd have to, that's another episode. Yes. So, so, okay. So you're on, you're a social media junkie. Um, my wife thinks so. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sorry, your parents, are, I'm, I'm sorry. Anyway. <laughs> my parents don't. So how'd you come across this article then? It was a news feed, and it was, uh, through, uh, um, it was through somebody's post on and, Facebook, on Facebook and it was just it. linking to it. It's called a news feed for those who aren't Facebook junkies. 
Um, it's on the news feed. It just came up, and I thought it was a very interesting article because I loved what the Pope said. On a Friday audience, he talked about being annoying Catholics. Right. He talks about, and we'll get into this, he talks about praying to the Spirit, right. the Holy Spirit. Oh, to, to make you ma- make you an annoying Catholic, right. you know, and and I'm it, it obviously caught my attention. And you just asked, <laughs> "What are the topics going to be?" I said, "Well, I've been told I can be annoying Catholic, so let's check this out." And so I forwarded to you, and and and, uh, and everyone said it was my turn to bring up a topic, and I thought that was the first thing I saw, and it was yeah. looked good, and yep. it is good. It it is a really fascinating article. It's a, when you print it out, it's about six pages long. Sorry, go ahead. Well, what's more, in fact, it's a fascinating article, but it's a fascinating statement by our Holy Father. Right. I mean, that's. It's a, such a challenge in such a simple way. Right. And, and honestly, when I first saw the title, I thought it was tongue in cheek. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. I, I, you know what I thought? I, how to be an annoying Catholic and then just give these sort of joking ways. You know, what... what um, Stand up or sit down. <laughs> well, no, like, like typical things that typify annoying Catholics, mm. like spouting theology or blah, blah, blah. But, right. but, but, but then she, she makes clear, she references, as you said, the words of the Holy Father, Pope Francis, that he gave um, um, a couple weeks ago. They, they, he, he spoke a couple weeks ago about the Holy Spirit, asking the Holy Spirit to give us the power to be annoying Catholics. Yeah. You want to read? You should read. Go ahead. Go ahead. Today we can ask the Holy Spirit to give us all this apostolic fervor to give us the grace to be annoying when things are too quiet in the church the grace to go out to the outskirts of life. The church has so much need of this. So let us ask the Holy Spirit for the grace and the apostolic zeal. Let's be Christians with apostolic zeal. And if we annoy people, blessed be the Lord. Amen. <laughs> but as, I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go, you go. No, please. You're the guest. I said amen. I said amen and hallelujah. Amen, hallelujah. <laughs> well, it's not the Easter season anymore. Oh, that's, that's, I don't uh, have to say hallelujah now. No. No. Okay, jeez. I'm kidding. Uh, so she goes on now again now if you're the listener you're probably, what 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 the heck does this mean then um she's not talking about just being annoying in the the normal sense the holy father's not talking about that and therefore emily in this article is not talking about that um she talks about how again this is we're supposed to ask the holy spirit to make us annoying so what is the holy father talking about kevin if you if you were just right now to say Put it in your own words. What is Pope Francis talking about when he says this? Live my Catholic faith in the public world, and and that's going to annoy people because of how we how we are to live. If we know our faith and we live it in the world, it'll be a contrary uh, uh, action in this world. It'll be it'll stretch people's understanding of who who being Catholic is, who being a Catholic Christian is, and so in that way it will annoy them. Why and why do we want to do that? It's part of evangelization. It's part of bringing people to understanding our faith and the teaching them the principles of our faith and the and the beauty of our faith. And I think that's, you know, what I think is very challenging of it is society already puts it down because I remember when this hit the news media, the only thing it talked about is the Holy Father told people today to be annoying. It was a news bite on right. CNN or yeah. something like that. It didn't. It didn't say the grace to go out to the outskirts of life and live the faith. Yep. And the news media immediately shunned it down. So we we just had to be annoying. Right. It didn't. It didn't. They already were contrary to what our Holy Father was talking about of of living your faith openly and loving it and and learning it and learning it so well that you can use it in these eight easy steps. Right. Express it in these eight easy steps. And that's what I thought was so wonderful about the article that she brought this out and brought it out, not in that live your faith to be annoying to say, well, did you eat meat today? 
Right. Or, you know, did you, are they really a Catholic school? Um, it wasn't in that sense. Right. It was in the sense that you look at how our faith is calling us to be engaged in the world of secularism and engage in that world, but live a Catholic faith. That very much fits with um, what is the the new evangelization in particular. Sometimes trying to explain it to people, I I point out that because we live in a a civilization that has deep Christian roots and and still, despite the secularism that you spoke of, um, has strong Christian influences today, still has that today, um, the, the downside is people have a familiarity a superficial familiarity, mm-hmm. but a familiarity with Christianity and with Catholicism. One of Emily's points in the article, um, it, it, she, she wants us, I think number three is going to be defy expectations. So people categorize, oh, you're Catholic. Or, oh, you're, or, you're, you're a Catholic who believes what the mm-hmm. church teaches in particular. Yeah. And so that we automatically get categorized. And, exactly. and I think what the Holy Father, so annoying in this context is, defy expectations. I mean, the third point of the eight she's going to live to me summarizes what this all means. Break people's expectation, their, break the mold of what it mm-hmm. means to be a faithful Catholic living out their faith. Exactly. I, I, and it's, it's funny, and the Holy Father lives this out himself as in the expectations that they're expecting what a pope should be. Right. You know, yep. <laughs> he's saying, okay, a pope can be this. You know, I can smile and make faces though we had john paul ii who yep. smiled and did the same things i mean but but you know benedict did the same things too so i mean it's it's just how he's presented i guess but anyway it's it's one of those things is is it's this call um i love the call to go out yeah yep and and i think that's that's what's more satisfying to me is when i heard it on the news and the news caps and i saw a little bit on on the news media then I saw it on Facebook, and I was saying, okay, here's a little bit further, and I thought this was a great area to talk about and to share. You mean this, because this is a call to go out that, that that's really becoming um, a hallmark of Francis's pontificate, um, a, a strong expectation on going out, that, that our faith, you know, it, once we understand our faith, it's supposed to bear fruit. Mm-hmm. So whatever the gifts, the talents that we've been given by God, we're supposed to put that to work to build up the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and it's not that John Paul II, Benedict, Paul VI before them, it's not that the, all these, these, these previous popes neglected that in any way. They, they, they spoke about it. Right. But the emphasis, their emphasis, the way I've, I've come to explain it, is they're sort of like, we, we have to sharp the foundation. We have to, mm-hmm. we have to so, sort of recenter ourselves so that then we're more able to do this. And, and my sense is, is Francis, and it's not just during his pontificate, um, Cardinal Jorge Bergoglio, this, this, this has been, this has defined him as an archbishop and as a priest, mm-hmm. uh, a Jesuit throughout his adult life, this emphasis on taking the faith that we believe and then living it out, uh, bring it to bear. Absolutely. I, you did it very well. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. I'm not going to add okay. on. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so again, the title, How to Become an Annoying Catholic in Eight Easy Steps. So let's, let's go ahead and start walking through the steps a little bit. So number one, wait, we, we should make, no, Do we, we don't have a drum roll, unfortunately. No, we don't. <laughs> we have a top 10 list or a yeah, top eight we, list. We, yeah, we don't, we don't have any David Letterman kind of no, no. sound effects. No. So number one is? Laugh. Yes, and you do that very well. <laughs> I do. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, laugh, then people wonder what's really going on. Yeah. You know. So what, what what's she talking about here? It's really be um to be able to laugh at ourselves. 
to be able to look at, at, at our faith and to laugh with it mm-hmm. and to know it. Um, uh, you know, that stuffiness of what faith is, some people equate to that, but there's a joyfulness to our faith. And, and, and that's, um, it's, it's not to take things always too seriously. Right. And, and if you're confident in who, what you believe, you can do that. Right. Right. And, and then it, she, Emily, in the article uses images and she, you know, people, again, if you're going to categorize when they think of, you know, faithful Catholic who believe everything the church teaches and blah, 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 the image that they might get, what you shouldn't be is Dana Carvey's character from Saturday Night Live, church, church lady. But I think that's a Protestant lady, though, isn't it? Oh, I, I, I don't I, know. I, I, always, I always thought that really? was, a, I guess it's my own prejudice, I, I, I suppose. I thought it was, I thought it was Catholic. <laughs> you thought it was Catholic? Catholic? I automatically thought it. Isn't that special? It's, yeah. <laughs> that's not, you know, so, so again, you know, the, the joy uh, that comes with our faith. This is something that Benedict talked about uh, leading up to the year of faith a lot. We, the, the, the purpose of the year of faith for Benedict was that Christians might rediscover the joy that comes from the journey of faith, that we might be joyful. You know, and, and I sometimes reference the prayer that St. Teresa of Avila prayed, the prayer that she prayed, yes. Uh, <laughs> Lord, save me from dour-faced Christians. God save me from gloomy saints is actually the literal, but it's often paraphrased. Lord save me from from dour faced Christians. You, you know, it's, it it can be difficult to live out our faith, particularly mm-hmm. in a culture where you're being contrarian, um, as as you were talking about earlier. And yet, that's what we're called to do. We're called to to live out our faith uh, in, in a joyful way, even, despite the struggles. And it's not a superficial, you know, happy, happy, joy, joy. Right. Um, but but. There is a, a under, you know, you read accounts of saints from the beginning of the church uh, up to our own time who are going to be martyred. Mm-hmm. And they're, and it speaks about their joy as they're going to these horrible deaths. And you're like, yeah. how, because of their relationship with Christ in and through his church. It's, you know, you remind me of um, a woman we used to work with here, Sister Martin, mm. Sister Martin Kirkman. She, she was diagnosed with cancer. And I remember talking to her two weeks before she died, and it was a very fast kind of cancer. And I remember saying to her, I said, how are you? And she just giggled and smiled. She goes, I'm living my life, what it's meant to be. You know, she just simply, and it was a joyful, and she was joyful what she was embracing. It was laughing at the circumstances of life and laughing in faith and understanding. And and there was a true beauty there. She was living her faith completely. Right. And, and that wasn't, she wasn't... Um, Dour-faced or anything like she, that. But, but, she, but she was, and this will get to the second point, she was being real. Oh, yeah. She, she wasn't, she wasn't uh, you know, under any false illusions. She knew she was dying. Yeah. And yet she was joyful. Mm-hmm. And I met many people like that too. So, but to laugh. To laugh. And to be able to laugh at what the world deals to us. Yep. And to be, you know, be true, be truthful to our faith and to be able to laugh at that. In a martyr's way, too. Absolutely. So, number two. Be real. What does that mean? <laughs> it's to be comfortable with who you are. Yeah. To be comfortable with your faith. Then you can be real. I think, I think being real opens people up to communicate to you, to ask you the hard questions, especially if you're leading it with the, the humor, if you, if you show joy, if you show that laughter, if, if you can do that, you're comfortable enough to be real. Right. And, and people gravitate to the realness of things. We got a lot of fake in the world. 
we got a lot of advertising going around to try to tell us this and that. And we got a lot of things that are turning things sideways. Truth rings truth. Yep. And you're going to find it and you're going to be able to connect to it. Young people today connect to it and, and they're going to ask questions. So be real. So I, another way I think to put that or not another way, but just to elaborate on that, I, I think that means, you know, being honest about the struggles, you know, mm-hmm. it, you know, it, the struggles that, that we face in life, the struggles we may have with our faith. You know, we, I, I believe, and, and we're, we're all called as Catholics to accept everything the church teaches, but that doesn't mean that we, oh yeah, it makes complete sense to me perfectly. So sometimes, you know, I, I believe what the church says because I, I, I trust that, that Jesus is working in and through the church with the spirit, but I don't completely understand each and mm-hmm. every, there, there are some teachings that, that I accept that they're true, but I still have a hard time with them. And so when people, you know, not, not putting up a, a, a facade, um, uh, you know, a false front that, oh yeah, life is great since I embraced my Catholic faith and I never have any more struggles. And that, that's not true. Mm-hmm. We're going to, Jesus told us we would encounter difficulties in the world. Um, but so, so when, when, when people, you know, ask us sort of, you know, quote unquote secretly, you know, don't you ever struggle? You be honest in the ways mm-hmm. that you do. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, it's, it's, <clears throat> it's, to, it is, and the article says it's to be comfortable with your own humanity. Yeah. And, and how we fit in the whole concept of our, how, how the human being, how being this chosen person uh, by God, that we're embraced and loved and mm-hmm. God is ever showering grace on our lives. Mm-hmm. There's a comfortableness in that, that we are the chosen people. Right. And to embrace that, you can be real with it and you can be open and honest with it. It doesn't mean you know everything. Right. We're growing in that right. direction. Right. Well, I, 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 Actually, I do, but I, I understand. I do. You know, you do know everything. You don't. And so I, I do not. Yeah. And you always correct me right. when you yes, do find yes. that out. Triduum, Kevin. Triduum. Triduum. Yes. I said that, it. That's, that's, man, you'd have to go back a lot of podcasts. That's, to find yeah, that pronunciation of Latin terms that's an old. Latin is my, not my second language, yeah, nor my first, <laughs> nor my third, fourth, <laughs> fifth, sixth. You get the idea. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. We can go downhill real fast. So, <laughs> so we already referenced number th- number three: defy expectations. Yeah. Uh, and so this, you know, I love the the examples that Emily gives. So again, sort of the idea of, of breaking the mold, breaking people's categorizations of what it means to be a faithful Catholic. Um, so she gives examples, of, you know, so on social media, for instance, talking about something besides the catechism mm-hmm. or, you know, I mean, about your interests. Yeah. And to me, this flows from being, you know, most of us, even I, uh, have interests <laughs> outside of theology, uh, outside of our faith. Not many. No. Uh, <laughs> no. no. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful children. I tell you, okay, yeah, there, so there's, there's a lot of interest out there. So, <laughs> so, so, but, you know, talking about this, so people come not to, I, I love how she puts it at one point. Um, see, the world loves boxes and the box into mm-hmm. which it puts committed Catholics has bitter clingers and illiterate, single-minded, towing the Republican Party line boob stamped on it. <laughs> and, and I think in many ways that's true for many people that, you know, bitter clingers, the world's going hell in a handbasket. Or illiterate, the illiterate. Illiterate. The, 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 uh, the uh, single-minded tow and towing in the Republican Party line. You know, it's, it's really, 
there is a classification that you that is always going out there that we're fighting against. Or, right. You know, and of course, I'm the opposite side. Usually, I get called a crazy liberal. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I'm going, really? <laughs> Just because I can't pronounce tradidium. <laughs> so, but but no, it's it's it, we always have to find it, and you and you also have to fight. And she points this out: make people wonder, make people confront their own prejudices. Yeah. And how do you do that? You know, and and. And being open to that is, you know, defying those expectations. Just let it go and let who you are um, shine through. Yep, absolutely. So number four is? Know the faith. Know the faith. Kevin, I think this. Know the faith. I, <laughs> K- remember? K-N-O-W. I, I, worked for the, I worked for the church almost most of your life. <laughs> so <laughs> knowing your faith frees you, lets you laugh. Why? Lets, because that's the most silence you probably (laughs) (laughs) awkward radio silence (laughs) because it frees you to express yourself in in wonderful ways um knowing your faith gives you the confidence when you know who you, you it's like it says, if you somebody always if you look at the you look at the scripture, you look at faith, you look at things as do, a bunch of don'ts. Yep. You you never really understand the yeses, yep. and the expression. Yep. And I really find the faith is that roadmap and that path of of opening me up to greater things, and by knowing my faith, it opens my spirit to the presence of God. It opens. It opens me to the spirit of God present in my in the people around me. It opens me up to accept people of difference, and to challenge and to be um, a bridge. Mm-hmm. And I think knowing the faith allows us to do that. And I think that's one of the major things that the Pope is talking about, Holy Father is talking about when he's saying, "Be annoying," because some people don't want to see that. Right. You know, you said early on. The- as you first were answering the question, you said something about it, it frees you to do something. And, and I, I remember, or I thought of uh, Jesus's answer, or he, and not answer to a question, but he said, um, know the truth and the truth will set you free. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, remain in my word and, and, and the truth will set you free and so on. In John, I think chapter eight of John's gospel, uh, knowing the truth allows us to love because knowing the faith is about knowing who God is and knowing who I am and, and, and you know, what it means to be human. Um, and, and knowing it is not just so that you're a smarter Catholic. Being a smarter Catholic is supposed to enable you to be a holier Catholic. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be holy? It means to love deeply, intensely. And I don't want to get to, I don't want to get to the point that we're sitting there going, oh, know your faith, know your faith. Struggle with your faith. Challenge yourself in the questions that hold the, the church challenges us in. Right. In those faith, in those faith questions, because we're facing a very difficult society that loves, loves gray. And I love gray too. I don't mind living in the gray. What does heaven look like? What is, you know, where it's you know, technicolor. It's tech, Yeah. It's 3d. I mean, it's 5d. I mean, it's, it, there is gray in this world, but there is absolute truth too. In knowing and growing and understanding the truth, you're set free. Yep. And that is the most important, and the practice of that is so important to be able to to defy expectations and to and to to be real and to laugh. And, yeah. 
And then knowing the faith allows you, number five, to, to share, share the faith. The faith. Uh, and again, why would we do that? Because this is truth. This mm-hmm. is, you know, Benedict famously, before he was elected pope, um, spoke about the dictatorship of relativism. And Francis has referred repeatedly mm-hmm. to the same idea, the idea that there is no objective truth. Truth is just knowing reality as it is. Yeah. And we believe as Catholics, as, as Christians, even though obviously we... Uh, as Christians, some, there there are differences between us when it comes to questions of God's existence, Trinity, Jesus is God, etc. We're all on the same page. It, objective reality. This is the way things are, and we're called to share that with others so they can love as well. I think really digging and and knowing truth, knowing faith, is so important to be able to to. Uh, uh, to reach and share, and then it goes to our, to our number six, which is grow a backbone. Yeah, can, it, because it can be hard to share oh your God. faith. <laughs> there's there's times you're sitting there going, I need to say something on that. Yeah, I need to say. Yeah. How do I say it? How do I? What do I do? How do I? But how do you say it in a way that is loving? Is the most important thing. See, and, and, and I'm Emily and makes that's a, number seven actually. This, yeah, we, that's <laughs> what, <laughs> I mean, she, and she, she so with growing a backbone, she makes a great point. We have to have the courage, and it, you know, we pray for the power of the Holy Spirit, pray for the gift of the Holy Spirit to make us courageous, but saying it with gentleness and tact. Mm. So it's a matter praying for the prudence. How do I communicate? How do I speak up? I know I, know I have to say something, but how do I do it in a way where they're going to hear me? Yeah. yeah, because you can say things and you can shut things down quickly, or you can just be present and real to the point and listen and understand. Yep. And the words may come. Yep. You know, pray, pray for, for the them. Holy Spirit. Yep. Pray for those who come. And we're getting to the yeah, There's number we eight. We got two minutes left. We got <laughs> two more to go. So, and, perfect. Uh, it's, you know, and that's, the one thing is loving. And number, I think, this is number seven, to yeah, love. Number seven is to love and number eight is to pray. Yeah. Or to, yeah, number eight is to pray. And and it's by that love of when we run into those situations and uh, love everyone. This is what she writes. Love everyone. Smile at the clerk at the grocery store. Visit the elderly. Call your mom. Talk to the homeless. Um, you know, send a congratulations note to your socialist cousin. Tell a pro-choice college roommate who's struggling with infertility that you're praying for. Her. Praise the hard work of a gay couple who runs your favorite coffee shop. It's called to love every person. Right. And, you know, that can be, you know, for, especially for Catholics who, who really embrace church teaching, that can be, you know, sometimes it's easy to fall into the, the, the habit of, well, these things are wrong. They're doing what's wrong. Yeah. And therefore... Which the the way Emily closes that 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 point: gay, straight, rich, poor, young, old, liberal, conservative, stranger, family, it doesn't matter. Do one to others, you know the rest. And this leads yeah. then to that eighth point: pray. It's the back, you know, to grow a backbone, to do anything that these points come to be annoying. You have to be in connection with your Savior, with God. Yep. You have to be in connection with your church, liturgical prayer through our faith through our evening prayer, morning prayer, connecting to God and listening to the Holy Spirit is so important, and that's prayer. And that's how, you know, remember that this is how this all began. This is what Pope Francis said, pray that the Holy Spirit would, would <laughs> make us annoying prayer. Catholics. And that, that's what he was, you know, we can't, yeah. we can't be annoying in this way on our own. We need the power and the gift of the Holy Spirit. So, Amen. Thanks for bringing this to my, our, our attention, Kevin. You're very welcome. And thank you for being here today. I'm very glad to be here. I'm glad to be a part of this. Amen. So with that, we will draw this episode to a close. Uh, Please do not hesitate to email me with any questions, comments, topics for future episodes of Ignition. My email address is cbergwald at sfcatholic.org. That's C-B-U-R-G-W-A-L-D 
at sfcatholic.org. Thanks for listening, and God bless.